At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Thursday morning, January 4th, 2024. It is the Beating the Book podcast, week number 18 in the National Football League. The squirreliest of all weeks. Some may say that. By the way, I said the word squirrely so much this week that uh, my phone produced an Angie Harmon video where she's like applying mascara to her face or eyeliner or whatever the hell women do in the, in the bathroom when they're, when they're there. And there's a squirrel running all over her. She has a pet squirrel. So watch what you say, boys and girls, when you talk about uh, anything into your phone. It is the squirreliest week because we have a lot of backup quarterbacks playing. We have a lot of teams that have something to play for, a lot of teams that have nothing to play for. How does that factor into your handicapping? As always, I welcome the pillars of the show from his mom's cork attic in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, star of the Showtime docuseries action, Todd Wishnev, ladies and gentlemen. How you doing, Toddy? Hi, Gil. Todd, did you enjoy spending uh, two weeks with me watching bowl games or me with you? Oh, yeah, I enjoyed the endless keister shots from the bowl game situations like, uh, you know, the uh, Michigan and Alabama. Oh, how about Oklahoma? Why don't you just have Oklahoma up by 11, driving to go up either 14 or 18 against Arizona, dominating the football game, and somehow the ball pops into the Arizona guy's hands. He runs 98 yards. It's just disgusting what happened to me in bowl, in bowl season. Uh, an absolute disaster. The only good point is the fact that I went on a fifth, 46 and 19 college basketball run at the yes. same time. So yes, I didn't get to, I didn't get too, you know, obliterated because I was winning all my college basketball, but the, the college, and you were there to witness the, first of all, let us just say I have now experienced the Nevada sportsbook apps. Uh, you know, I hadn't seen them for nine months. They're still horrendous. horrendous. Gilly always complains about Caesars. Caesars regular, like in Pennsylvania is 50 times better than Caesars in, in Las Vegas. It is a debacle. I, there's been at least five bets that I was sitting with Gil that I didn't get and, and ended up getting the wrong, the wrong team later because I didn't get the bet I really wanted because of their horrible technology. So I'm so glad, other than having a good time with you and eating more food than I should possibly ever eat, so I will be dead probably by the end of the season. Other than that, you know, it, it was just uh, brutal. And that was just the intro for Todd. But it's all true, everything he said. Uh, will Hill joins us as well at not the Will Hill on Twitter. Todd is at T. Wishnev. Uh, will, not only the star of this Megapod, but also of uh, Chris Felica's Bear, what is it? Uh, Best, hold on. Bear, what is it called? Bear Bets Pod. The Bear Bets Pod. Still called, still called the Bear Bets Pod. Yes. Yeah. I guess somehow I got the word best in there. I'm sorry. Bear Bets Pod, college and pro football versions, Thursday and Friday. How you doing, Willie? 
I'm good. I'm dreading when Todd reads the records. Hopefully he left him upstairs. There's a bad week for me last week, but I, I love week 18. I love all the moving parts. I love the scenarios. I love just the scoreboard watching. All these games matter, the different scenarios. I think there's there's bettable um, games out there too, because I, I, you know, we'll get into it, but I do think they overinflate this, this idea of motivation. Me so it's my favorite week of the year. I love it. Me too. I'm right there with you. Um, sadly for you, Todd is upstairs in the attic, so he does have the records. So sorry, sorry about that. Uh, and a first-time Megapod guest. We haven't had a first-time Megapod guest this year, have we? Oh, yeah, Kelly. Kelly last week was first time. Um, he comes to us from NBC Sports Philly. You can find him on a Twitter, um, and I'll get this exactly right, at Brad's Best Bets. Brad Feinberg, everybody. How you doing, Brad? Thanks for being here. Outstanding, Gil. I guess I told you uh, off air, one of my you're one of my favorite people in the industry, and it's such an honor to be on your show. Thank I you, Brad. Every week. Love you guys, and I'm really excited to be on. Thank you so much for having me. Very kind of you. Thank you for the kind words. Um, I know you know Mr. Wishnev. You haven't met Will. Will, Brad, Brad, Will, gentlemen. Um, we're going to... We're going to have to offset those compliments throughout the show. But. <laughs> yes, we are. For for, oh, for me? Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, so to, before we uh, get into our best bets for Week 18, Todd, court stenographer of the show with the records, say them slow and say them lovingly. Quick. Go quick. Well, yeah, go ahead, Will. He said say them no, quick. No, go quick. Just go, just go quick uh, with him. Okay, so yeah. Gilly continues his – Epic season, you know, of no, you know, unbelievable season. We just cannot believe how well this guy is doing. <laughs> I mean, knowing the guy ourselves, uh, he goes two and one again to go to 34, 16 and one. Now, that is a gaudy number. Now, granted, it is a really small sample size. Let's all remember that. Let's not give him too much credit. Wow. But let's be honest. 34, 16, and 1 is just outstanding. And while I don't like giving Gil compliments, that really is just outstanding season by Gilly. Thank you. 34, 16, and 1. No one's going to catch him. Uh, just unbelievable. And by the way, folks, that's against, you know, widely available Thursday lines. That's no like Fezzik trick lines on Monday that's or right. stuff like that. <laughs> that's right. This is real lines. None of that. This is none not of that. any you know, shenanigan. You know, I just want you to get your full due because when 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 it's time to dump on you, we're coming hard. So Gilly, <laughs> 34, 16 and one, outstanding job. Willie, an O and three last week. He still stays at 26 and 25. Uh, me and Will both were fooled by that uh, Falcons nonsense. Uh, but I didn't go with the Falcons. I went with the Falcons over. But I, I almost did that too, Will. So whatever. Anyways, he's 26 and 25. I went two and one to go to 25, 23 and three. Uh, barely hanging in there. And the guest seat goes to 26, 22, and 3. So it's about one game ahead of me. Now, in the more important uh, category, because who would <laughs> who more be regular three games, right? It, the teaser category, Gil is at 10 and 7, Will is at 12 and 5, Todd is at 12 and 5, and the guest spot is at 12 and 5. So let's be honest. The, I mean, these teaser numbers are very awesome too. So had you just been playing, you know, all this stuff all year, you'd you'd you know, you'd be happy that you'd be listening to the Megapod. The best the best part of that whole thing was, and I'll paraphrase, not that bullshit Fezzik is betting. <laughs> That's the best part of that whole thing. We love you, Stevie. Um yeah. okay. So by the by the way, you think 34, 16 and 1 is good. And, and let me just say this again, because I was talking about this on the show this morning. You know, that's three games deep, 34, 16, and one. Crack was on, and we were talking about, because Crack has two 
uh, entries in circa millions. He's in 101st place and 187th going into the final week. Top 100 cash. Randy McKay is doing well. Fezzik is 10th place, I think, heading into the final week. Top 10 make big money. Um, and I and I sort of, we brought up the question of how is it that the Fezziks of the world and the Randy McKays and even the Cracks, uh, the Las Vegas Chris's of the world, how is it that they do so well on these contests so often because when I extend my 34, 16, and 1 to 5 games, which is what you do in Circa Millions, I can't even get to 60%. And so just for those who are new to betting or new-ish, the difference is, is that my 34, 16, and 1 and my Circa Millions record is I'm handicapping football games like a normal schmuck does. What those guys are doing is, is they're waiting till as far deep into, you know, the deadline at 4 p.m. on Pacific time on Saturdays. They're getting as perfect information as possible injury-wise, and they're getting, more importantly, as perfect information as they can lines-wise. And so what they're doing is they're getting the best of it on a consistent basis. Now, it should be noted that that doesn't work every year, but this year it worked in spades. And so someone like Crack, who admittedly doesn't know players at all, just handicaps based on market handicapping, is right there on the cusp of cashing. Um, and then the biggest factor beyond that is, and Todd, I know you'll you'll jump on this and resonate with this, it's just pure luck. Like, you just have to run good with the balls that bounce a certain way in this stuff. Am I probably a little fortunate that the balls bounced my way on the 34, 16, and 1, and a little unfortunate that they didn't when I extended to a fourth and fifth game? Probably. But that's part of the deal, too. And so just as long as you accept that part of NFL handicapping pre-flop is that way. You know, I think you'll just be better off mentally with the whole thing. Because I do think some people, you know, we talk about this in, in Survivor too. Some people get really enamored with themselves, right? They're like, oh, I'm so awesome at this. I'm so great. <laughs> it, it, it's fleeting, man. It's fleeting. And you talk about small sample size, Todd. Even like millions, right? Like, like Las Vegas Chris, who was like, you know what? James Salinas, who finished first one year and third the next in, in Westgates, it's still a small sample size, right? Two years of 80 games or 85 games or whatever it is. So, anyway, contests are interesting. By the way, if you think 34, 16, and 1 is good, Brad, what are you in the NBA this year? What are you up? I am up over, this is Ben and Gill, not to, you know, hit my cap, but betting one unit per game, I'm up over 80 units in the NBA. I specialize in prop, up over 80 units in the nba primarily props one unit per game primarily, yeah, primarily props. almost 98 percent of my stuff is props and you know it's i'll be a full transparency um i had a show called given props in the nfl uh for two years and i won about 70 percent of my props in the nfl for a couple of years in a row this year gill in the nfl prop and my on my site i'm down a few units i'll be i mean it's been a hard prop year for me in the nfl which has been shocking i've never not done great in the NFL props. This year, it's been very choppy for me. But in the NBA, which I've always been great at, baseball, I've always been great at, it's still been terrific. But the NFL, and I've spoke to other fellow pros, I'm not sure how much you do props or how much you follow that. Todd, same with you. Will, I'm curious what you guys have heard, but people I know who do this for a living, uh, they've had a much tougher time this year with the NFL props than they've ever had before. Because uh, again, I've usually right near 65 to 70% in the NFL have been nowhere near that this year. But in the NBA, it's just been like an all-you-can-eat buffet for me of just, you know, win, 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 win. Will, you dabble. 
Yeah, I and mean, we were talking off the air about what uh, what an opportunity that was. I missed it too with the bridges. Uh, was it a week oh. ago, two weeks ago with the same game parlays? And man, you just, hey, you pay attention. And the more these books stuff, the more product is out there, the more markets they have. They just, they can't be perfect with everything. They're going to miss some things sometimes. A few years ago, the Draymond Green uh, situation, and I'm sure Brad can speak to this. Man, you just, it's hard to make a perfect line for everything when you're putting up so much stuff. Yeah, and it, it, yeah, the more stuff they put out, guys, that's the, that's the advantage. Like, if they put out, like they're putting out, you guys see it, they're putting out for every single game a point, assist, points, and rebounds, assistance, steals, yep. blocks, turnovers. And eventually, when you see a guy that's minutes maybe can just be a little bit different than what the market is initially saying, like you get an injury update or something like that, or you just, you, it's, it's impossible almost to line every single one of these right. If they're putting out 500 bets a day, I'm looking to find five out of the 500 that are off, right? And I'm trying to go, you know, at least three and two to, you know, or, you know, hopefully a little better than three and two on those five props. And, you know, but it is out there, but I spend my entire life being a slave to this, but I love it. So it makes it easy. Good for but you, I, man. You know, I, I, may you I do it all the time. May you continue to run hot. And I do think there's a good point in there too, which is right. Not everything is, is going to be the same from year to year where, you know, I was just hearing, what was it, uh, Brad Powers, who's a great college football better, had a, ter Wait, yeah. had a, had a terrible year in college football. Uh, I had a terrible year in tennis based on what was happening in previous years. It happens. It, it, it's never going to be static from year to year. Things change. I like to say, Gil, I can bleed, too. Sometimes when you're running well, you think you're imper impervious to it, but everyone can bleed. I don't care who you are. Uh, there's always going to be tough times, but that's what makes – I always say what makes a good sports better is not just the knowledge, but it's the, the, the discipline, not chasing when things aren't going your way, staying in even course and not getting like Todd is an expert in his college basketball. Uh, you know, he he has these things down to a science. Yes. And he has he, he has math behind them. He's brilliant with it. And he he calculates it like like a savant. But he's he'll tell you he's had times where it doesn't go his way. But over the long run, he'll get those, you know, those streaks like he because he's probably at least 55% in all these games. So even if the 45 are going at a way against them, you just have to be able to stick it out and they have to have that, that memory. Like it's going to turn around and you can't always think you're going to win every single day. Doc, you're going to have losing days. Dr. Losing Bob days. says it best. He says your ability to overcome negative variance is your best indicator of how good of a, of a long-term better you're going to be. And I will say this about Todd. Yes, he is. Uh, I will talk about him as if he's not here. He is as, as susceptible to to those short-term, you know, stretches as, as anybody is. But because of the mechanical nature of what Todd does, I would argue what he does in college basketball is about as solid of a wager and as solid as a method as you can get to minimize those over the course of time. Because it's it's a lot less a it's a you. lot less subjective, I would say. This Todd guy right now is watching 100%. Sacred Heart against St. Francis, and it's sixty nine fifty eight. And if you're on my service, uh, you have over one forty two. I hope you two clowns have it over one forty two, which looks like a very good bet to, uh, today. So, uh, but anyway, I want to just talk. I, I just want to talk real quick about, like you were saying, things can go against you. You know, I thought I had a beautiful port. This is what happened to me in College Bowl, but I'll just give you the NFL. So even though I had a good NFL uh, week, the the NFL uh, football game between the Dallas Cowboys and the Detroit Lions, oh, I had boy. two go to overtime plus 500. Ugh. And Ugh. at that point, it was 17-13, and I said I might as well take under 34 and a half 
because if the Cowboys come down and kick a field goal, it's 20 to 13, that's 33, and I will win my under bet. And if it doesn't happen and Lions come down and get the touchdown, I go to overtime, I get plus 500. So I've got a perfect scenario set up so that I might as well take the under. So I did. And now we'll talk about Dumbo's. Mr. McCarthy on I, I said this to Gil probably like 100 times. How can you not run the clock down and throw an incomplete pass? I just don't understand it at any level. Of, and you know what Gil said? Oh, he did it three weeks ago. He did. I don't care. <laughs> what are you doing? I, I don't understand at any level of football. I watched Louisiana Monroe versus Louisiana Tuchusville, and they know to do this. How can Mike McCarthy not know? to take the clock down. Okay, whatever. He doesn't take the clock down. And then the Lions, of course, come down, get a touchdown, decide to go for two to screw my overtime bet, and then get a penalty and decide to go for two again from the seven. Dan Campbell, what are you doing? Okay. Uh, I got to ask you guys a question. I I really do, because I'm of the belief that we had someone like one of us four on an NFL sideline, and I would bet my house on this. We would save them at least a half game a year in terms of stupidity plays. Does Dan Campbell get, it's not a macho thing, when you're at the seven-yard line, you're nowhere near 50% to score. I mean, No, Brad, oh, we, Brad he, we decided, Brad, Brad, we decided we were going to yeah. win the game right here, or we're not going to win that, the game right here. That's what we're doing, Brad. Sense. I don't uh, care. Okay. And then, did you see so, what the Washington coach, when Washington, when they didn't take a knee, I, hand on the Bible, I said this before the guy got injured. I said it before, so I don't want anyone, oh, Brad, you're, you're full of BS. I go, I said it, I said it to, my, to my people I was watching the game with, I'm like, He's risking a turnover, he's risking an injury, and he's risking a fumble. I go, well, he goes, what do you mean you're risking an injury? And I literally go, guys get hurt all the time in plays, the clock's going to stop. And it happened the next play. He's like, how did you know? I'm like, it's not that I knew, but you're just giving a chance. It's like, as opposed to having a 100% chance, I mean, you're giving them a 6% chance just because you're an idiot. I can't yeah. take it. It's, <laughs> I, I would even say that we've gotten to the point where I don't think any of these were that original. Like, I, I do think in every one right. of these cases, right? Like, when Mike McCarthy, when Dak Prescott threw that pass and it went incomplete, giving the Lions, you know, 30 extra seconds, it's just unconscionable. And it doesn't take... It, it, you know it in the moment. And I did I did say that to Todd, by the way. Louisiana took us is very live, Todd, every week. Yeah. Um, but I did say in the moment with to Todd, he did it against Seattle. When Seattle was up 38 to 35, four yes. or five weeks ago, the same thing, 146 left on the clock. They threw an incomplete pass. Right. They could have got it down to a minute. They got bailed out by their defense, and they won by six after the field goal because they stopped Geno and crew, but he did it then. The, the Dan Campbell thing from the seven-yard line, I get it. You don't, you don't want to play overtime. You want to end it there. And everybody knew he was going to try to go for two. But yeah, from the seven, like, how do you not know that that's when you should just probably just kick the damn extra point? Because it's just it's a win probability thing. It's a it's a two point conversion probability thing. It was ridiculous, and everybody knew it in the moment. And then the DeBoer thing, the Caitlin DeBoer thing with Washington. Let me just say, you'll almost by the he wouldn't be here today. I wouldn't if he be here today. Lost that game. I had no, so I had much. Oh, you had Washington, Gil? I had so much in-game money on Washington that I just yeah. thought I was coasting in to win. Yeah, you were. And then when he, you know, the thing about running into the line, like this is Mario Cristobal territory. Like, yeah, that's what I'm saying, dude. What are you doing? And it's so obvious to the viewer. It's so absolutely ridiculous. But I will say this: the injury, which again, a lot of people can say, well, DeBoer shouldn't have put them in that situation to get the injury. He shouldn't have. 
But the fa- they got to do something about that rule. How right. how do you gift the team that's behind? Right, that rule. The spirit of that rule is, oh, you can't fake an injury when you're behind, so they run off clock. But when you're ahead. That gave, that was done. That game, right. Texas would have had 12, 12 seconds left on the clock. Instead, they had 50, or after the punt and then the, and the yeah, catch 50. interference, it was 33 seconds more. It was 45 seconds after the reception, after the uh, catch on the punt, yeah. at their own 30. That's the difference between going to a national championship and not. And, of course, we know that they just they, they held on for dear life. They got to do something about that rule. That, that doesn't make any sense to me, that that game clock stops right there. Well, do you remember, I'm shame. I used to, my thing in life, I love to find inefficiencies. It used to be, uh, and I remember, do you remember the Super Bowl between the Falcons and the and the Patriots? Of course. It used to be like, and again, you're, you're going to maybe laugh at me and call me and make fun of me, but there, you know, the rule used to be, if you took a delay a game, the clock would just keep running and you took another one, it would keep running. I said when they're up 28-3, they should just take the ball, run down the clock until there was five minutes to go. Yeah. Go, everyone would make fun of them and hate them, but I go, they'd win the game. They'd have the ball at the quarter yard line, and you, you you could take off an entire quarter and and in ten minutes of the fourth quarter by just literally. They did change that rule, but the other thing is, you know, and and guys, it will isn't when you see in, at the when there's like the ball at like the uh, fifteen yard line, or just like twelve seconds left in the half or nine seconds left. They should just grab the guys, put them in a bear hug, because they're going to throw the ball in the end zone. If you just they're going to call a defensive holding penalty. Then they're going to kick the field goal the next play. Yeah. Guys still, the coaches let them run a play and put them in a position. These are the things that just, I can't, I can't stand as a sports better. I'm Brad, like, they can't do that because like then I can't get screwed. I can't get screwed <laughs> the end of my head. And, and we, they need to screw me on my bed. But That's it, how it works. The point of all this is we, we've talked about all this stuff uh, so many times on this podcast and on the radio show. And it just, these NFL and these college coaches, the NFL coaches are like Mensa compared to the college coaches. They're so locked in to their X's and O's that they just don't have broader context. And I just wonder, like, if we were coaches like them, would we be as stupid? Maybe maybe we would be. I don't know. Because we we don't, Todd said it before, we just watch so many more games than they do in the end. Right. Right? They're, like, so focused in on on their games. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Here are three reasons Zinn is America's number one nicotine pouch. We use food-grade ingredients. We have a wide selection of varieties. And they all come in two strengths. Find Zinn at a store near you. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. All right, let's, we don't have a Thursday night football game. So yes. we go straight to the best bets. Three. We were, we were going to do 
We, we, we don't have to talk about in-game. I just wanted to talk real quick just with one real quick one, Gil, and that is the Saints against the uh, Bucks had 17 points at halftime with 17 nothing. This The third quarter was under 7.5. You have to make that bet under 7.5 in that situation. An NFL game, one team's winning, no one's doing anything on offense, and they're getting the ball to start the third quarter. It's an absolute must. It was about an easy as pie win. So it's just something to keep in mind for next year, guys. In the third quarter, one team has a big lead. The other team is not moving the ball at all. They're getting the ball to start. These under seven and a halfs, you have to be playing them. All right, let me just say as a backdrop to this week, um, Lamar Jackson's going to sit for the Ravens. Ravens already clinched the number one seed in the AFC North title. Uh, they have nothing to play for. Tyler Huntley will start against the Steelers on Saturday. Matt Stafford is going to sit for the Rams. Carson Wentz is going to play. A bunch of Rams are not playing in this game. The Rams can only be the sixth or the seventh seed in the NFC, so they don't really care where they end up. Just as long as Carson Wentz knows that Pukunakua needs four catches and 30 yards to break both rookie records, receptions and receiving yards, I'm cool. In that same game, Brock Purdy is sitting. Sam Darnold is playing for the Niners, so enjoy that Rams-Niners game. Wentz versus Darnold. Joe Flacco with the Browns locked into the number five seed in the AFC. He's going to sit. Some people have big numbers on him for comeback player of the year. Jeff Driscoll is going to start for the Browns, which would mean that this will be the fifth starting quarterback for the 2023 Browns. They will become only the second team in the history of the NFL to make the postseason with five starting quarterbacks. The other one, Todd, any idea? The, mm, no. the, the 1984 Chicago Bears. The same, the only team that came in RFK Stadium in Washington and beat the Redskins in a postseason game in RFK. Uh, Steve Fuller started that uh, playoff game in uh, lieu of uh, Jim McMahon. And then Patrick Mahomes with the Chiefs locked into the number three position in the AFC. He's going to sit in the Chiefs game. Blaine Gabbert is going to start for the Chiefs. All right. And by the way, other ones too. Nick Mullins is going to get the start again as Kevin O'Connell continues to mush up that quarterback situation in Minnesota. Minnesota can still get into the playoffs. We'll get into that. Sam Howell's going to start for the Commanders so we don't get the Jacoby Brissett experience after all against the Cowboys. Brad, your number one pick, sir, is? You know, Gil, it's funny. It's close, but I'm going to actually go in the game that you just talked about. I'm actually going to take uh, San Francisco. Now, this opened it lower, but it's still at, right now markets at four, but it was at two and a half. But I still like San Francisco. And I'm going to tell you why. I've read a lot about this, Gil. Um, Shanahan has talked about extensively in the past how his dad got screwed with people resting guys. And he talked about Peyton Manning, his experiences with Peyton Manning, and how Peyton Manning talked about how when the Colts rested players, it really hurt them. Now, I was I made this bet before they announced that Purdy was going to sit. I thought I'd get a one half of Purdy, but I've read enough from Shanahan to think that he is going to play some of the starters. I know there's no McCaffrey. I know there's no Purdy, but I think they're going to play more than the Rams. I don't have to tell you three. The Rams with McVay in the preseason is like, I don't even know. I mean, it's like, having putting a pizza in front of me and you're the pizza and you're like, that's not going to be good. Right. You know, he, 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 it's just, he's played so not caring in these preseason games. Now I know the Pukunakua thing, Gil, you mentioned, okay, maybe he's going to get his a little bit, but I just think that this is Darnold. Uh, crazy as it seems, I think it's more competent at this point than Wentz. Wentz I think is uh, beyond shot. Um, and I just think that what I've seen in the past from this, Rams team in meaningless games, Gil. And this is, you may say Detroit versus Dallas is meaningful. 
maybe analytically it could be, but I don't. My guess is I don't think it's going to beat a McVay and company. I like San Francisco to win this game by at least a touchdown. San Francisco minus four, Todd. That's the consensus, yeah. I believe. San Francisco yeah. minus four for Brad Feinberg as his number one pick there. Todd, Todd Wishnev. Yinzer. My first pick is going to be in the same vein as what Brad was talking about. What do you guys have for the Pittsburgh Steelers against the Baltimore Ravens? Minus four consensus. Okay. I'm going to take the Baltimore Ravens plus the four. Uh, here's why I'm going to do it. I'm going to tell you. Based on a story, Yenzer, here's the deal. This Harbaugh guy, I don't know if you ever watched him in the preseason. The guy doesn't lose. The guy just says, I refuse to lose ball games. Lose. And, you know, you don't want to play him in the in the preseason. Now, all the more so in a game that's supposed to be what we call meaningless. <laughs> now, why would it be meaningless? <laughs> First of all, the stores aren't good. I don't want to hear anymore. I know, I know they, they made me look ridiculous last week when Mason Rudolph played well and they ran the ball right down in Seattle. This is a different animal. You're going down there in Baltimore. We're not going to be able to do much against that team. And now we got Tyler Huntley. Tyler Huntley's not that bad. I've seen him a million times win ball games. You're giving me four points with a better team and a coach that wants to win the football game. Tallman already won his thing. Oh, yeah, he's never had a losing season. Blah, 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 whatever. Give me the Ravens plus four against my Yenzers. Wait, what was that thing you said about Tomlin? I've never heard that before. 17 years in a row without a losing season? Wow. <laughs> you know what I said? I said, blah, blah, blah. Willie, what's your number one? Uh, it's never good when the three of us are oh, on the same thing. Like, Gil, you're going to be on it too. Yes, Ravens plus four. There it is. Really, same scenario as 2019. It didn't mean anything for Baltimore. They had a one seed locked up, or they had a buy locked up. It was the one seed. They played Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh still had a shot at the playoffs. It's funny. I thought they might play Lamar because they went into the playoffs that year having taken three weeks off, and that's what Lamar's going to have here. I thought maybe they'd play Lamar because they lost in the first round that year to Tennessee. But regardless, if Baltimore was playing everybody healthy, motivated, this line is, what, 9, 10? Now you're going to swing it 14 points because of, okay, Lamar, but again, Hundley's an elite backup, maybe the best backup in the league. Um, I just I think this is too much of an overreaction into a total of 35. And these games are always field goal games, 20 to 17, 17 to 14. I think when you're home too, I think it's there, there's less of a tendency to just die and roll over. The home crowd helps you when there's nothing to really play for. And look, uh, Huntley's got something to play for. Huntley's got a contract to play for. You know, he, he's going to be sought after, I think by one of these teams, one of these years, but with, with the quarterback dearth uh, in the NFL. So give me the Ravens here. Plus the four points. Excellent use of dearth as well. Will. Nicely done. Um, that's my number one pick, too. I couldn't agree more. Uh, on guessing lines on Monday, that was the first game up on the board because it's the first game on Saturday. It was the first game where I guessed it completely wrong. And, and on, on week 18 guessing lines, you're going to have some ridiculous guesses on these. And I'm I'm with you. Uh, the only thing I'll add is, you know, what's Dr. Bob, I'll quote Dr. Bob again for the second time on this show, where he said, you know, if you're in a must-win situation, you must not be that good. So just keep that in mind. And while we don't usually talk about trends here, it is interesting. Uh, Steve Mackinnon, who works at VEASAN, did come up with this one. Um, since 2011, underdogs in games where teams are resting starters, and that must have been difficult for him to actually cull this together because you got to really do some digging. 22-9 against the spread, 71%. I agree with everything you guys are saying, which is, is Tyler Huntley and the Ravens at home 
You really think they should be more than a three-point dog? In what world? I don't. Even if you don't have anything to play for. And and this is the biggest thing. Just as a as a macro thing again for newer betters. If it were as easy as just picking the team that needs to win versus a team that doesn't need to, we'd all be rich. It, this would be the easiest racket in the world. Some of these aren't going to get home, and this is the one that leaps off the page. So I'm with you. Baltimore plus four is my first pick. Um, I liked four things on guessing lines on um, on Monday, so I'm going to have to cull to which I like, which three I like the best. I'm going to say for number two, because the Bears are still at three, right? Not three and a half. Is that right? Three. Three. I have them at three. All right, so I'll, I'll leave that as my fourth, because that'll be one of my contest picks plus three, because I think the Bears plus three against the Packers is good. But uh, like good. are the Raiders at minus two and a half still? Raiders, I see two and a half. So yeah, and yeah. Threes. Give me the Raiders minus two and a half against could the Broncos. Could be wrong, guys. Uh, what are we seeing consensus on this? Doop a doop a doo. Raiders. Uh, I see just Where as many. I see just as many two and a halfs with extra juice, though. What are you giving me, Todd? We'll give you the Raiders two and a half. I'm taking the Raiders. I, I I got it at two and a half on Monday too. I just think for for me this is also one where it's like it's the Antonio Pierce game. You have Devontae Adams coming out saying he wants Pierce to be the coach. I think the Raiders are motivated here in a way. By the way, this game means nothing to the Raiders or the Broncos, but could mean something to the Jaguars. If the Jaguars lose their game, not only do they not win the AFC South, but they could still get into the playoffs as a number seven seed. But part of that is the Broncos losing this. Just trust me on the tiebreaker here. So this does matter, and it, it might matter in terms of a playoff implication to another team. But I like the Raiders here. I've always felt the Jaguars are an overrated outfit. That game against the Chargers was like watching paint dry last week. There's nothing about the Broncos that I think is any good. And I think the Raiders are playing tough to the end. Less than three. I guessed this line at four on Monday. I couldn't believe that it was only two and a half. I got the Raiders here. Minus two and a half is my second pick. Willie. Uh, before I get to my pick, why does that Broncos Raiders game matter? I was going over all these scenarios. I saw it does matter. How does that factor in? Is it strength of schedule? It affects with somebody else? Yeah, well, something about the Jags. Like I would have to dig into it. But if, if okay, the, no, it's not that not that important. I, if, no, the, maybe yeah, if, if the Jags lose, I'll, I'll tell you the Jags playoff scenario. So if the Jags win, they win the AFC South. They're the uh, right. They're the number four seed. If they lose, the winner of the Houston Indianapolis games becomes the winner of the AFC South. But Jacksonville could still get into the postseason with a loss. They'd be the number seven seed if the Ravens beat the Steelers and the Raiders beat the Broncos. So they need the Broncos to clear, in other words. And so a quick glance, okay. quick glance of the standings tells me that that would probably be, I don't think they played each other, did they? Not that I remember, no. Yeah, the, the, you know what it would be? I think they're, I don't want to speculate. But, okay. but that, no, that's no, what no. they need to have happen. Um, I will go with the Giants. Am I getting five with the Giants or four and a half? Giants look like five. Giants. I will take the five. Yeah. For all the issues Philly has on the on the field defense, who knows if Hurts is healthy, they've been a mess. All their anal, underlying stats when they were 10 and one and we were saying they're overrated, that has come home to roost. I don't know how much they care because this is the same situation as last year. Giants were playing the Eagles. Washington was playing Dallas. And remember, it was Dallas who needed the upset. And they came out flat against Washington. They needed the Giants to upset Philly. And they're like, you know what? That's not going to happen. They just kind of went through the motions. Remember, that was Howell's first game. 
Um, I think a, a similar situation here where Philly probably looks at the scoreboard middle of the game and sees Dallas is up, you know, maybe 17 to three or 14, nothings. What are we doing here? Let's pull guys. We're not going to run hurts. I just, I, I think they use this as maybe a mini buy to maybe get themselves back on track. There's all sorts of issues with Philly. The giants have played hard. Giants could have beat the Rams last week. The giants played Philly pretty tough on Christmas. I mean, that was an eight point game with the giants throwing the ball into the end zone on the last play. So the fives here a lot. I don't know how much either team. I don't know how much Philly's going to be into this game. I'll take the five here with the New York football giants. Yeah, Eagles and Giants. Excuse me, Eagles and Cowboys playing concurrently in the afternoon window. Two games on uh, on Saturday: the Steelers, Ravens, and the Texans, Colts. Then in the early window on Sunday, six games, and then those two games part of the uh, the six game. Or excuse me, there's seven games in the. Uh, so there's there's more games in the late window this this week than there are early games. That's odd. How about that? Seven late games, six early games. It's such uh, a fun day. I love, I love yeah. week eighteen. That's not that. It's great. Dad, wish them. By the way, I, I I agree with Will that that Eagles team. I, that was my masterpiece bet of the, of the weekend when the Eagles were up fifteen points and the Arizona Cardinals were getting. It was twenty one six Eagles at that. The the Cardinals were getting three in the second half. So I took the Cardinals plus eighteen in a game they dominated the first half and it wasn't even close, obviously. But that was my that was my uh, masterpiece. The Eagles are just taking on oil. We were me and Gilly were talking about this the whole time. We were saying that the Eagles are taking on oil. And uh, the Chiefs are taking on oil. Some of these teams are just absolutely falling apart down the stretch. Lots of oil. As is my sacred before, heart bet. Before, as is your sacred heart bet. Before no, you, no, I, won, I just won in the last oh, minute. Nice. But it was before you uh, get into your pick, that, just let me ask you guys that, because that's an interesting point. As We're one week away from the playoffs, obviously. What is, what is the team in each conference that you have the least confidence in? Is it, is it those two teams? I mean, I can't stand the Chiefs. I think the Chiefs are – Mahomes goes back to pass. He looks around. There's nobody open. He stands there. He pats the ball. It's he incredible. thinks about it. It's By incredible. the way, think about taking the Mahomes rushing uh, 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 props because I did it in-game with when I was sitting next to Gilly. I said, Gilly, he has no one to throw for. He's going to have to run the ball, and it's exactly what's happening because there's no one open. And by the way, even when there is someone open, guess what? They can't catch the ball. So the Chiefs' offense is a debacle. I think the Chiefs are in big, big trouble, as do I think the Eagles. Yeah. I, I would say if, you, if the question was who do you have the least faith, and I'd still pick whoever wins the Texans-Colts game and gets in yeah. in the AFC, and I would still pick the NFC South winner, whether it's Tampa, which I'm not so sure of, or the Saints. Like, that would still be – I know the Eagles-Chiefs is like – for teams we had expectations of, maybe it's those teams, but – you know, taking the question literally, I would still take those teams. No, I think you're right. I think the question has to be asked besides the AFC South or NFC South yeah. winner. Yeah. Who, who is the, the team you have the least confidence in? Brad, your answer to that question uh, would be? Yeah, well, I just want to say, well, I know your pick on, on, the, on the Giants. If I do the Eagles pregame show, and I, I have heard a couple things within the building that potentially there is a chance, uh, and I did bet the Giants myself, I think it's a little bit of a free roll. There's a chance they may rest some of these guys, They especially on defense. I feel like they feel like they really these guys are just absolutely just need a need a, a rest, so to speak. So I think there is a chance you get that. But listen, I, I agree with Todd in terms of the Kansas City Chiefs. Look, I'll say this. You know, last year uh, I was like, they are going to get punished for the Kyrie Hill thing. I go, you don't just lose a premier player like that and get away with it. I go, it's going to hurt them in one game. We're going to be like, God, if we had Tyreek Hill. We would have won, you know, and it's going to, and it always, your, your weakness always show up in these playoff games. It's fascinating. A bad bullpen in baseball, whatever, a deep, whatever, a bad run defense, whatever it is, it always seems to show up. 
Chiefs got away with that last year. There is no way they're going to get away with it again this year. Uh, I absolutely agree with what Todd said. Uh, and it's crazy to me. Again, I think people just copy each other. Like, who's power rating the Chiefs highly? Like, I, I, I just don't see it. But And then look, the NFC, the Eagles, their defense stinks. I mean, they are they're like Coors Field, right? Like, these, their, their offense can still score, but their defense is wretched. Uh, the defensive line, which last year led the league in sacks at a crazy record, hasn't been a show of that this year. And they just can't stop people, guys. So it's like, how's that going to change? You know, what's interesting is they, they do play first and nine with their with the push-push play. But I just think for them to win, they'll have to win a different way where they score slow. Because right. um, I don't think they have any chance of getting it done. I couldn't agree with you more. And anyone who's betting them, I just think you're betting on the on last year's results. Yeah. And not. I always say in sports betting, Gil, you either choose to be consistent well, you choose to be right. And in politics, everyone chooses to be consistent. They don't care about being right. But in sports gambling, you better choose to be right. Because if you choose to be consistent, you're going to get your new, you know, you know, your butt kicked. Yeah. Because you're not going to win. And I will change my opinion with the wind if new information comes out. Sure. And, you know, and that's what you have to do. You have to adapt. If you just stick by and stick by your guns. Oh, like Dan Campbell. Oh, we're going for two. Like, he chose to be consistent. He chose to be consistent. And he didn't choose to be right. Great point, and I, I'll say this about the uh, the Eagles. The Eagles, they win this game against the Giants. They'll only end up one game worse in the standings than they did at the end of last year. Feels they're, like 90. They're so – it feels like 1990, you said? Or 90 games no, worse. No, it feels like 90 games yeah. worse. It feels like – yeah, they're yeah. so much worse than last year's team. And and again, yeah. 13 and 4 is by somehow beating Buffalo, by somehow beating Dallas the first time, by somehow beating Washington both times. Twice. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Terry McLaurin was in bounds in overtime. I don't know why they call him out. Yeah. But, you know, so it's like they that record is to some degree cosmetic. And the game that Todd and I were watching with the Chiefs was that Raiders game two weeks ago where the Raiders, I think, blitzed on only like – 22 plays of 50 some or something like that the Raiders generated pass rush with just a four-man rush you know most of the game and Todd is right and most of the time Mahomes is just back there chilling patting the ball yeah. looking yeah. looking nobody open it was amazing um aren't they aren't they 11 and 5 and they were 14 and 3 last year Am oh I that's oh that no one? you're right they lost to the Cardinals so you're right they'll be two yeah, games I think we all just we all kind of penciled that yeah. in. When it's funny, their season win total, yeah. depending on when you bet it, was either 10.5 or 11.5. So if you went over 10.5 and, and under 11.5, you're sitting on the middle if the Giants pull off this upset, which um, is possible. Yeah, no, you're right. They lost to the Cardinals, which I had the Cardinals plus the points last week. So they will be two games worse than last year. I actually win. do have that middle, Will. Oh, do you? I actually do have so that. Do I. I actually do have either over 10.5 and, and under 11.5. And oh, wow. So okay. Todd, what's your second pick? I'm sorry. My second pick is, and it gives us an opportunity to do something we haven't done too much this year that people clamor for when I don't do it, uh -oh. and that is sing a song that goes a little bit like this. Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins, they got their shit pushed in, but they're going to do something this week because the bills are overrated. Um, pardon my language there, but the, uh, the, uh, the Miami dolphins, there's so much. Okay. I don't like them. You know, I think they're a soft football team, but I think this is a perfect opportunity. We know how NFL teams do when they got blown out the week before they got obliterated. 
So if you're going to get their effort, their best effort, I think you're going to get it this week. And I don't think the Bills deserve to be a three-point favorite on the road. I mean, the Bills just, they squeak by. I had that Patriots game, remember Fez did an unauthorized plus 14 and a half for me when I said yeah. I liked the, yeah. the uh, Patriots. And I'm just like, the Patriots were giving them the game. They turned the ball over like 14 times in the first 15 times I had it. And they still covered the game easily. The Bills the week before played footsie with the Los Angeles Chargers and Austin Stick or whatever the hell that guy's name is. Easton. The, the Bills are not Easton. just blowing people out, folks. The Bills are also just kind of, mm, yeah, they played the great game against Dallas. But other than that, the Bills are not this juggernaut either. I know everyone's like, oh, well, the Bills, they could either be in the playoffs or they could be the two seed or the out of the playoffs. And maybe they're the, the sleeper for the Super Bowl. Yeah, granted, the Bills can beat anybody. They can lose to anybody. But you're going to get Miami's best effort this week after a complete embarrassment on Sunday. I, I'm sure there might be injuries. Sure, there might be problems. I'm Miami. I'm getting three at home. Give me the Miami Dolphins with the song. Can I can I just jump in because that's my number three also, and that's the that also I'm guessing lines was, I couldn't believe when Kelly told me that that was that right. Like I, I guessed Miami minus two and a half, even factoring in their injuries because Bradley Chubb is now out for the year. That on the heels, see what I did there, of Jalen Phillips having the Achilles right. injury, Xavier um, Howard is out. Like they've got a lot of injuries, and if you're a Dolphins fan or a Dolphins backer in the postseason, that's tough. Because they've got, but the Bills had a lot of injuries earlier this year in their season-long ones too. But I couldn't believe that this was Buffalo minus three on the road. Like what? I that it's my third pick too. So I'm on. I'm on Miami as well. Uh, Brad, your sec. Your Brad, you have two picks. You got second two picks third. here. Second and third. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm going to go out of order. My, my third pick was Miami, um, but I'll talk about that one first. Look, a lot of things that you just said, Todd. I couldn't. First of all, in terms of Guessing the lines, this was the line I was most off on, but I understood it to a certain extent. Here's the thing. First of all, Buffalo, to me, guys, I think they're extremely overrated. And here's what I mean by that. Joe Brady's getting a lot of credit for running the ball. And then, first of all, what he's doing is, is just, they were due just by the opposite of the Eagles, right? How the Eagles were lucky. The Bills were just unlucky at the beginning. You're taking the ball to Josh Allen's hand to me. They're not going to win just going run, 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 run. There's going to be a game in the playoffs. You mark this down right now. They're down 17 nothing. Like, oh, God, we just kept running, 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 and it's going to be too late. The Bills, okay, they beat KC in a coin flip. They lose the Eagles by three. The Dallas is their one good game. But they were outplayed by both the Chargers and the Pats. And let's look at last week. Miami's getting three at Baltimore. Getting three at Baltimore. Now they're at home. Getting three against a clearly worse Buffalo team? I understand there's some injuries. I understand that. I thought yeah, I, I thought Miami would be favored. So I got embarrassed on this line. I did too. Uh, but again, I understand uh, Miami is banged up. But again, I don't think you have any choice but to take Miami getting the three. And I'll see it like a baby if it loses because this line to me is just, just wrong. On uh, the last game, I'm going to give maybe a who cares game. But a game that team I actually think is a little underrated is the New England Patriots. Now, hear me out before you laugh me out of the building. Um, I'm looking at their tr They lose by four to Vegas. They beat the Bills. Lose by three to Washington. Lose by four to the Colts. Lose by three to the Giants. Lose by six to the Chargers. Beat Pittsburgh. Lose by 10 to KC. Beat Denver. Lose by six to the Bills. They've been right there in most of these games uh, down the stretch. The Jets have been blown out by the Browns, by the Bills, by Miami twice, and the Chargers in that same stretch. 
potentially Bill Belichick's last game. Um, I just think right now the Patriots are the better team, and I, I trust them more to put out a professional performance, even with a god-awful quarterback and their situation and what they have. Um, I thought this line deserved to be three. You know, it's one and a half slash two, whatever one you want to give me to me is fine. Um, but I think New England wins this last Belichick game. I just trust them more to give a good performance and not just lay an egg. We should probably tell people that right now, as we do this Thursday morning, the highest wins are scheduled for, or at least forecasted for, Baltimore on Saturday and Foxborough on Sunday. The Ravens-Steelers total is at 35, with, again, the Steelers favored by four in that game. And in the Patriots case, where the Patriots are favored by two, the total is at 30 and a half in that ball game. Well, Todd, your final one. My final pick, I, I was I was vacillating between two possibilities, and that is either the Bears plus three or the over in the Bears game. Um, I'm going to just take, uh, you know what, I'm going to go over 44. That'll be my pick. I, I like the Bears, too. I think the Bears are, by the way, anybody who thinks they're going to get somebody better than Justin Fields is out of their mind. Justin Fields is not bad at all. Me and Gil were talking about this all weekend. You know, he's really coming along quite well. And that team in general is coming along right well. I think the Bears are going to be a serious. I would not want to play the Bears in the playoffs right now. I so, mean, that's how well the, I feel like the Bears are playing. And let, on let, defense, are playing well. Let me give that some context. Aaron Schatz, the creator of DVOA, was on a numbers game this week. We talked about the Bears. The Bears in weighted DVOA, which is DVOA that is more recent, not a full season one. Uh, they're seventh in the NFL. So... It, they're they're really they've really been good primarily defensively, uh, but we talked a little bit about the Justin Fields thing because I always say I go hey look if I'm a Washington guy I would love to have Justin Fields. The issue though is financial, right? What what these teams will have to give up to to trade for Justin Fields might immediately make them say you know what I'll just draft a quarterback because of the economic structure of the NFL, right? Because it's it's the second Justin Fields contract you have to worry about, which is going to be the massive one. And if you're going to have to trade a haul for him to begin with, then does it become worth it for a guy who does make plays that no one else in the league makes except for Lamar Jackson, but also from a passing perspective is kind of subpar. When, I'm sorry, go, just go ahead. Getting better. I want to ask you a We're question. Go, I'm sorry, because you think something's very interesting to me. I, I want to ask you your opinion on something. Oh, I think we lost Brad. Go ahead, Brad. Because you're talking about Justin Fields. Can you hear me? Yeah, go ahead. You're talking about Justin Fields. Lamar Jackson was a free agent last year, right? And you talk about in, in, in Atlanta and Washington made it clear we don't want him. And I firmly believe they they, they could have probably gotten him for a first-round pick or two first-round picks, whatever it would have been. Why would no one have wanted him, a guy who won an MVP, who was a clear top-eight quarterback by anyone's metrics before last year, why wouldn't anyone have attempted to trade for him? And then and that's one thing that really annoyed me. The other thing is, I see a team like the Raiders. I've never seen a player, and I can remember, Gil, maybe you'll, remember, you'll tell me someone else, who's living off a of preseason more than Aiden O'Connell. Aiden O'Connell's been horrible. If they played Jimmy Garoppolo, this team would have probably two more wins. It could be in the playoffs. No one talks about that either. Yeah. I, I don't, there's certain things that just infuriate me as an, as an analytical person, as a probability guy, as a math guy, that aren't hard to see. And what keeps saying, oh, we don't want Lamar Jackson. I know you have to pay him, but Daniel Jones is making $40 million a year, so your argument's out the window. Well, the Lamar Jackson thing might have been collusion, right? Because Lamar Jackson was in that contract dispute with the Ravens. He was acting as his own agent. 
And then you had that weird thing where the teams went out of their way to say they didn't want him. The Atlanta right, Falcons, the, the Atlanta Falcons were retweeting other people's, you know, tweets about the Falcons aren't interested. And they think the team yeah. Twitter couldn't wait to tell you they weren't interested. Um, obviously, in retrospect, stupid them, right? Because obviously he's going to win his second MVP here. But that was that was a a different kind of thing. This with Justin Fields is more of a, and I get the I get the I get both sides of the argument because, like Todd, I think Justin Fields is really good and better. You can count on him to be better, most most likely, right? One of these quarterbacks can hit big. There's no question there could be a Justin Herbert and a Joe Burrow in this group. Some people think Drake May is that guy. Some people think you should go with a mobile guy like a uh, Jaden Daniels, and other people think Caleb Williams is a generational player. But I like what I see in Justin Fields. The problem is you have to trade a haul for him, and then you have to deal with the second contract. Whereas the only way you can really win a Super Bowl is with a quarterback who outperforms a rookie deal there you go. and a Hall of Famer. And Justin Fields ain't either of them at this point. So that's the problem. He's getting better. So what are you doing if you're the Bears? What are you doing if you're the Bears? Well, I think if you're the if you're the Bears, I think what they're going to do is try to trade him for a haul and draft a quarterback. That's my guess. If they're unable to do that, they'll be happy to take Marvin Harrison or whatever. I think if you're a team like Washington, which drafts right behind him, or any of those other teams that need a quarterback, I think you probably inquire about Justin Fields. Then you're probably going to find out the asking price is way too high. Then you're going to do the contract assessment, and you're going to say to yourself, you know what, I'm just going to draft Michael Penix or Jaden Daniels or one of these guys. Yeah. That, that, I think that's going to happen. Makes sense. Will, you're not. You, you have to finish my third pick, best, guys. Go ahead, Will. Yeah, I was going to say, ahead, the best no. you can have in football is, with, with, with the way the league is, is a good defense and a cheap quarterback. That yeah. allows you to just stack the team the rest of the way, and the Bears are set up to do just that. So I think they're nuts. It feels going to want a ton of money, too. It's not going to say, hey, I wasn't good the first few years. Let me give you a break here. His agent, him, he's going to want a lot of money. He's a running player. Can you keep him healthy? I mean, you're talking 35-plus million. I mean, I don't know the economics. He's going to want a fortune, though. That's that's the problem with the economics, as we discussed so many times, right? The Vikings are forced to pay Kirk Cousins, or, or Washington didn't want to. The Vikings finally did, or the Cowboys with Dak Prescott. You name your quarterback. The, the Rams did it with Jared Goff before they traded him. I thought the Rams should have been the first example of a team purging their quarterback and drafting because they had this great defense. The, the Seahawks should have won more than one Super Bowl in this same kind of format with a rookie deal with Russell Wilson and a great defense. I just think that's the problem. What you said, Will, is that Justin Fields, when he comes up for his, and this is going to be his fifth-year optional coming up, it's not like they can, it's not like a team can say, all right, we don't have to pay every quarterback this massive deal. Because in the end, right. you do, because someone will. So they command that at a point in their career where you just don't know if they're going to be a Super Bowl-winning quarterback in the end. It's, it's a kind of fucked-up system, but it just is what it is. You know, I really respect your opinion very, very much. I want to, and I want to hear, and I respect Todd's opinion very much. Uh, Will you too? I, I, but I, I happen to know these guys. So I'm, I'm trying to understand something a little bit. Like, I Justin Fields is a guy I've probably watched. I just an inordinate amount of times from his times I went to Michigan. I hate Ohio State. Watched so much Justin Fields, it's probably embarrassing. What have you seen? And oh, he's played better recently, and I'll give him that. Again, would you rather be consistent? Would you rather be right? I'd rather be right. He's definitely improved a ton recently. I'll give him that. But what have you seen, guys, that you don't know that he's not just a far more athletic Daniel Jones? I, I just, 
can you, if they're down, he might be 17 10 in the game, like Jared Goff was against the Cowboys. You like Justin Fields to lead you down? No, you're right. He might, he might very well be that, Brad. You're right. That, this is why I say, but who's good? But that's the, and that's the counter argument. The counter argument is, is yeah. yeah. Go ahead, Todd. I'm I sorry. Mean, I, I just don't think, I, look, I'm not saying Justin Fields is an elite quarterback. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying right. he is now a little bit above average and continues to improve. And right. this is the other point. You can't get anyone. There's no one to get, right? Well, the Bears you, oh, can, though, Todd. Well, they're going to have the first pick okay, in the draft. Right, so we're going to. Yeah, they right, have the so first right, pick in the draft, dude. I, I, right, but that is not a hundred percent. No, I agree. Sure. Nothing is. This okay. is. This is why there's. Times. This is not. There's. There's no right or wrong to this answer, right? Because yeah. Fields makes plays that no one else makes besides Lamar Jackson. For I sure. believe that. On the other hand, do I think he's going to be a Super Bowl winning quarterback? Probably not. Maybe, but probably not. And so it, it, it does become this, there, there's no right answer. It's such an inexact science. So you're but better you gotta off. Get it right. If you're the Bears kill, you got to get it right. You got to get it right. That's what you get paid to do. You got to get it right. You, yeah. you can't botch this. Right. They, they put themselves in a great the position. Better. But here's, here's, the, here's the, the trick of it all, the, the thing that messes with the brain. If you're a Washington guy, let's just take them. Would Washington have won more games this year with Justin Fields at quarterback than with Sam Howell? Yes. 100%. Yeah. 100%. And so you become drunk with that. You know, it's tantalizing. You're like, well, yeah. you know, we got all those great receivers. And job. Terry McLaurin would have been better. And, oh, my yeah. God, we would have won this. Maybe we would have made the playoffs. But then, then it's sort of like the Washington Bullets of the 80s. You're going to be 40 and 42 every year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's yeah. it's such a and it's and we're talking about nine figures. We're talking about hundreds of millions of dollars. Here's the other thing though, the league was really watered down this year, so I'd be very careful making judgments off like a small sample and like, you know, four or five games this year where everybody had their quarterback hurt, league was really down where it's like, "Oh, yeah. he didn't look that bad compared to these other guys in this year." This was a strange year. I would take that into account too. Yeah. I I honestly think that that's what's going to happen. I think they're going to hope to get a haul for him. If they do, they'll make the trade. They'll draft a quarterback. If they don't, they're still probably better off drafting a quarterback. But I think if you're watching or any of the teams who are thinking about Justin Fields, I think what you will figure out is that it's way too high of a price. The contract is looming. Yeah. And you got to try to hit on the quarterback, whether it's Penix or Daniels or Williams or May. I was talking about Drake May with Aaron Schatz. And I said, oh, I don't want Washington to draft Derek May. We just drafted Sam Howell. Same school. He goes, oh, no, you oh. don't understand. Drake May is like one of the highest rated scouted quarterbacks like ever. And yeah. I'm like, okay, I guess. Sam Howell was great at North Carolina, too. Stop it. Exactly. It's such an inexact science. I'm sorry, Todd. Go ahead. Okay, my second, my third pick, I was going to take Bears, but I like over 44 better in that game. I just think that, um, you know, Love has been made making great strides. You all know that I used to bag on Love and used to say how bad he was at Utah State and blah, blah, blah. He has definitely turned the corner here. The Packers are doing things on offense. They're a legit offensive football team. I think they can score points. And the Bears... And and by the way, they can't stop anybody. And don't tell me, oh, they stopped Minnesota. Yeah, they stopped Minnesota with with a guy who's a tiny bit better than Gill at quarterback, just, uh, Hall from BYU. <laughs> it was a joke. Okay, so so give me a break. Uh, the Carolina Panthers scored 30 points against the Green Bay Packers. 
The Carolina Panthers should not score 30 points in a half a season. That's how bad the Carolina Panthers are on offense, yet they scored 30 points in Lambeau. I believe that game was in Lambeau, but they scored 30 points two weeks ago against them. I think the Bears are going to move the ball you know, easily against this Packer. I think the Packers are also going to be able to move the ball against the Bears. I happen to like the Bears plus the three as well, but give me the over 44 with the Bears. Will, your final pick. Thought about going Bucks. I thought about going Jags. I did bet both those. Uh, you, you guys mentioned Jets Patriots. I'll go under Jets Patriots. Wow. Weather. It's Wait, 30, before you do half. that, Will, what about the Browns? You don't like the Browns? <laughs> the Browns. Why the Browns? <laughs> he just the, wanted because Jeff Driscoll's not that bad. He just wanted to say Browns. Oh. Browns. Anyways, um, go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. I mean, this to me has like a. 10-3 gamer and all of it. Wind, snow, two bad quarterbacks, two defensive-minded coaches that can be conservative, two good defenses. You know, it's the last game of the season, so I mean, I don't know if that factors into it where these teams just want to get out of dodge with, you know, somebody winning the game 13-6 to or whatever. And unless there's just a rash of turnovers and defensive scores here or defense setting up offense, I don't see either team sustaining enough offense to get over this number. Zappy was dreadful last week. Simeon's not much better. So to me, I don't know, 13, 10, somebody I'll go under 30 and a half jets Patriots. If you didn't have so a 13, 10, new England, <laughs> 13, 10, new England, we're all happy. If you didn't have a bet on that game, how much would I have to pay you to watch every play of that game? Oh. Ooh, every play, a couple hundred bucks. <laughs> I could sit through it. A couple hundred. You wouldn't have to pay me anything. You wouldn't have to pay me anything. Wouldn't have to pay Todd anything. He's yeah. easy. No, because I'd be watching Stephen F. Austin and Utah UT Rio Grande Valley and then split screen. Oh no no, <laughs> but, no 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 no! You're not allowed to do that. He would have to only have one screen. Those are the rules. Oh, uh, all right. Where did where we no, down? A better question. A better question. How much would you have to watch it in person to sit through the cold, the wind, oh, the snow? That's the that's going one. well. <laughs> you know, when I was a kid, and my dad and I and my dad and I would go to RFK, I remember him so many times saying to me. You really think this is better than watching it at home with a sandwich? And I remember thinking in my like eight-year-old brain, I'd be like, what the fuck is wrong with him? Like, of course this is better. And now I'm him, right? Like now you're like, oh yeah, it's fucking it's ridiculous to go to go to a game like that. I was you know, I was a huge Eagles fan, so I remember those Redskins games like back in the day, like all like Eagles could never really beat the Washington, they always like oh, yeah. Art Monk and Gibbs and, had Buddy Ryan's number. Yeah, and like even with the weather, whatever quarterbacks they had in, they were just so good. Washington and that one team that when the team won the Super Bowl, the Eagles were the only team that beat them. If you remember, the team that went fifteen and one, I believe they went fifteen and one. They beat Buffalo in the Super Bowl. Uh, the fourteen and two ninety one skins. Oh, there were fourteen and two. Yeah, when Rippin won, Rippin was great. Cowboys were the only one to beat them that year in a meaningful game. Yeah. Right, and the Eagles beat them in the last game of the year, if I remember correctly. Was it the Eagles? Yeah, it might have been the Eagles in the last game. I think it was, but yeah, yeah. Washington was, they had so many good teams. Gosh, you, you grew up in a great era. Oh, I did. Oh, I did. I remember it well. Oh, okay, I just had that moment thinking about it. <laughs> At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast 
is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Teaser of the week. Todd says this is the only record that matters. Teaser of the week. Uh, Brad, 12 and 5. Ian Willard, 12 and 5. This is, this is for the teaser title, right? This is big. Brad, you Well, the guest is at 12 and 5. Yeah. Will is at 12 and 5, and I'm at 12 and 5. You're trying to say that I'm not at 12 and 5? Is that what you're trying to say? Gilly is at a paltry 10 and 7. All right, Brad, what's your favorite two-team six-point teaser? Are you still in the line of the Colts game? Colts? I was just, just going to ask the same thing. It's, I have Draft one. one I have Texans minus one. Texans minus one. Okay. Well, I'm going to do a six and a half point teaser then. That's what I'd have to No, do. no. It's only it's six, Brad. Only six. Stay with oh, six. shucks. Sorry, Brad. Oh, all right. Um, <laughs> I'll, put, I'll politic on Brad's point. I mean, FanDuel has one and a half. DraftKings has one and a half. Fanatics has one and a half. I mean, there half. are a We're lot just, of one and a half. I, really. we could, yeah. We could give, yeah, they're right. Bet online, Bovada, okay, Pinnacle. We'll Colts Colt plus seven and a half. what he does, Brad? He yeah, does gonna, this every I, week, Brad. I'm I'm with and, this for and by the way, guys, and I'm sure you guys are the same way. You guys are also super smart in doing this. If the Colts were the one and a half point favorite, I'd be saying Texans, right? Yeah. Like, if this is... This is dealer's choice. They're going to make the one team a one and a half point favorite. Thank you. I'll take the team that's the underdog. Um, look, you know, we we all know about the Wong teasers. You know, the, you know, me telling you this, you know, I'm going to go through the three and the seven. Although I will tell you this, guys, and I think you'll agree with me. Every game now, I, I used to, you know, not say blow off, but if the game was like up through five or whatever or, or nine or, or whatever number, like it doesn't make it a five's a dead number. I feel like there's no more dead numbers anymore with teams going. For I agree with you 100 percent, Brad. Yeah, Brad, I agree with you 100 yeah. percent. The number thing is totally different now. Yeah, it's totally different. Like now, every half point to me, the three and the seven worth a little bit less for sure. But I feel like every half point on every number, I don't care what it is, is like meaningful because look, I don't. I'm sure you guys remember. You guys are experts in this stuff. The Browns game against the Jaguars when it was a. Uh, Peterson yes, four. down, I think, uh, 10. They kicked a, a, they scored a touchdown with like a minute to go to go down four. They went for yep. two. You know, so like, every, you you can't relax. Dan Campbell going for two at the seven. Oh, we might have lost Brad there. Yep, he's right, though. Remember, Arizona That's went for two like, go from 11 to nine in the That's Baltimore the game. Yeah. yeah. All right, so Brad, who, yeah. who are you coupling like, couple in the Colts with? Who you yeah, got? And I'm going to tease that with the Arizona Cardinals. I'm going to let the Cardinals get up to eight and a half because um, I think it's mostly mostly two and a half. Look, Seattle's a team. Um, they just have struggled to get margin in any kind of game. I liked them last week. I know Todd did too. Against Pittsburgh, they laid a pretty big egg there. Arizona with Tyler Murray is not a bad team. I see this game being very 50-50-like. Um, and I think if Seattle wins, I don't think it's going to be my margin. Give me the Cardinals and the Colts. Will, did you you lost your uh, your season win total on the Cardinals last week? I got a few oh. of them. I have five and a half, four and a half, oh. three and a half. Three and a half's dead. The five and a half's a winner. And the four and a half, I thought was a, a win after the Bears. Then down 15, and I really thought it was a win at 15 points down at Philadelphia. But 
I got off a little of it. I'll probably get off the rest this week. This Cardinals team's not terrible. Like it's actually, they're closer to like a wild card team than like the worst team in the league. This team is not yeah. horrible. Yeah. Oh, um, and by a lot, the, a by lot the, of people are wrong. By the way, that's another part of our quarterback discussion is the Cardinals will probably keep Kyler Murray because they've already done that deal, right? The big deal. So it's not like they have to make an assessment about that. So that's kind what of. Do their... you like better, Gil? Him or him or uh, Justin Fields? I'll take Kyler just, Murray. I'll take I'll take Justin Fields, just because of the the hope of the potential. Maybe less injury risk. Maybe so. Yeah. I'll take Kyler Murray. I think Kyler Murray is excellent. He is great. He's yeah. great. Um, Todd, your two-team teaser, big one here coming. My two-team teaser. Uh, by the way, get your Stephen F. Austin uh, bets ready. A twelve-minute timeout <laughs> coming up. Um, I am going to go with the Baltimore Ravens going up to 10. Ravens plus 10. Because, you know, it's one thing for the stores to win. It's a whole nother enchilada for the stores to be able to beat somebody by 10 points in that. I mean, that's two scores. I don't know what yins are looking at. No, Ravens plus 10. And I'll take uh, my other one will be... Um, I like Arizona too. I like the Arizona Cardinals up to eight and a half. Willie. I will use the Colts since we're getting the seven and a half. I would think that would be a close game. I want to take Arizona too. I'll be a little different though. I'll break the long rules. I hope Fez isn't listening. I'll take the Carolina Panthers up to 10 and a half. Tampa stinks too. Oh, don't Expecting do don't them do to it. win by like 11 plus on the road. I, I'm fine. I'll, I'll take Carolina. Actually, you know what? I'll, I'll predict the Carolina upset. I think Carolina upsets them wow. this week. I don't like this Tampa team, so that ten and a half is a lot. I'm tempted to do the two lowest totals and take the dogs and just go um, Ravens and uh, Ravens and Jets, but instead I'm going to go Ravens and Colts. I'm going to do a Saturday teaser, both home teams teased up, Ravens to ten, Colts to seven and a half. By the way, I'm not getting any love. That, that Texans-Colts game is a huge game. Obviously, the winner is going to be the AFC South champs if the Jaguars lose. By the way, uh, with the Colts and the Texans, there is also other scenarios with them. Um, the Colts, first of all, both of them, like the Steelers in the early game, the Steelers can still make the playoffs if they lose. Amazing. With a Jaguars loss and a Broncos win, and if the Texans and Colts don't end in a tie. And then with that Houston-Indianapolis game, Houston wins, uh, Jags lose. They're the uh, AFC South champs. But if Houston wins and the Jags, uh, if Houston wins and the Jags win, the Texans can still be a six if Buffalo were hmm. to lose to Miami. And then uh, they'd be a seven seed if the Bills beat Miami. They win. The Bills beat Miami. Miami would be the six, and Houston would be the seven. Indianapolis. They win and the Jaguars lose. They're the AFC South. But if they lose, they're out. So the Colts, if the Colts beat the Texans and the Jacksonville Jaguars beat Tennessee, but Buffalo also loses to Miami, the Colts are in as a number six seed. So there's all kinds of little quirks to that. I, I, I want to ask you three guys a question because I told you, you know, I specialize in props and futures. That's what I've made my bones on throughout the years. And there's and I I feel like these sports books copy each other like a lot of times on these on these futures, and they'll be inefficient. Like last year, one of my biggest bets was six man of the year in the NBA. I took Malcolm Brogdon quickly was like minus seven hundred, and I'm like no one's looking at the stats. Brogdon's better in every category, and but people are just copying a bad line. 
I want to ask your guys on the bet that I've been betting and tell me if I'm off because I respect your three opinions very much. Because I haven't heard anyone really talk about it. Comeback player of the year in the NFL. Who should win? And who do you think is going to win? Because the guy who's a favorite, I don't even have as a candidate. I, tell me, check me if I'm wrong. I don't think he should even get a vote. But I'm curious if you think I'm just smoking the good stuff. Well, we've done collectively probably 10 hours on this subject. But I mean, I, I here's the thing. Uh, I had two AP voters on this week. Will is have, about to have two on also. Uh, Mike Sando. Great. Mike Sando and Aaron Schatz. They're two of the 50 AP voters for these. Okay. Mike Sando is, DeMar Hamlin died on the field. He's the comeback player of the year. Aaron Schatz, three weeks, four weeks ago, said, the interesting thing about this is, if you don't have Hamlin number one, the ballot is one, two, and three, you probably won't have him on the ballot at all. You'll decide on a football player, and that's how he felt four weeks ago. Yesterday he was on the show and he said, yeah, but here's the thing. If 48 people... I'll paraphrase. If like 48 of the 50 say it's Hamlin, he doesn't want to be found out as one of the two that doesn't because he doesn't want that shame involved. So, you know, Flacco's not playing this week. Can Joe Flacco be the comeback player of the year with five games? Maybe he can, maybe he can't. But you'll see Hamlin just went back to minus 250 after Flacco was announced not playing this week. I think in the end it's going to be Hamlin. That's my hunch. You do? Okay. Yeah. And I know there's a, a lot of people have big tickets on Flacco, too. Well, you know what's interesting, Gil? And I'm, by the way, again, great. I hope the guy, it's, I, I, I literally cried that night. It was one of the, I mean, as a sports fan. It was awful. That I was emotionally devastated that night. And I, and I remember it like it was yesterday. But it's interesting. Like, when you saw Alex Smith when comeback player of the year, he went through a gruesome nine-month, 12-hour-a-day rehab that was just and he didn't play well you know i knew he was a you know washington guy but he didn't really critically play great but what he went through was crazy now you're right Tamar hamlin died on the field and i i'm the biggest wimp in the world i couldn't overcome any of these things these guys come through so let me make that clear and Tamar hamlin's amazing it's a great story i hope he makes millions motivational speaking but in terms of the actual comeback was it really a comeback? I'm, I'm, and I'm not, I'm not right. trying to be insensitive. No, you're not. But that, that's the problem with this award is that you're, you're handicapping the voters. Nobody knows what the 50 different people are thinking as the criteria for this. What would you vote if you were one of the voters, Gil? Hamlin. You personally. I would vote Hamlin. You would? Okay. Because I was right. screaming. I was screaming last summer. He almost died on the field. Like, he almost died on the field. Like, who died? Like, you have to. By the way, the Alex Smith comparison. Alex Smith did come back and start for Washington. And one week, he led the NFL in passing yards. He threw for 390 yards. So Alex oh, Smith. Yeah, Alex Smith legitimately came back. Tamar Hamlin was, what, active for only a few games, and he made a tackle or two, I think, one tackle at least. It's funny, though, because I said all you had had to do was step on the field. My producer, Kelly Bidlin, said, no, he has to make one tackle. He made exactly one tackle. So so, I don't know. I I just, in my my hunch is Hamlin, I could be very wrong. But I think, Will, 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 you did it best. You had a Flacco, and then you, you covered your position with Hamlin, correct? Who do you, you think Flacco's going to win it? 
So I, I had Hamlin plus 175. Remember when the season ended last year, you guys talked about it. Hamlin plus 175, bet that. Yeah. Jumped in at Flacco like 60 to 1, then again at 12 to 1. And people have much better prices, 250 to 1, 100 to 1. By the way, a more important uh, thing is you better get down on the first half, 75 and a half over in. You, in the Stephen F. Austin first half. <laughs> I'm sorry to uh, interrupt you, Willie, but I did text you guys, and I'm not sure that you put that in, but you better uh, put it in. It's already at 77 and a half, damn it. Well, just do it. Do it, Gilly. The game is ridiculous. Okay. And the fouls are ridiculous. Okay. I'll do it. Um, I do think Hamlin's going to win. I think it'll be a close vote. I, I got the sense that the vote was flipping a few weeks ago when when Flacco was lighting up the Texans because to me this isn't comeback player of the year. People take the wor- the, the the wording too literally. It's right. more what is the best story. And Flacco sure. is just an incredible story. I mean, he was he hasn't been good in a long time. Now he's got the Browns where they're live. Who knows? But I think it'll be a very close vote. But I do think Hamlin wins. Who deserves it? I have no idea. Will, the only guy that I could ever remember coming out of left field as much as Flacco, ironically, tell me if you guys agree, was Geno Smith last year. A guy right. who was bad for eight straight years, you know, and then playing really well last year. That's the difference why Seattle hasn't been a 10-win team is because he's been back to being mediocre, not, the, you know, a top 10 quarterback like he was last year. To me, this Flacco thing is just unbelievable to me. But again, I respect your guys' opinion. I may, I may, uh, I may bite the boat and... Um, and pull the trigger and bet some Hamlin right now. And just because I have Flacco at 20 to 1. That's who I bet. Yeah. Cover your way, comeback picker of the year. Last year, Gilly loses on the fourth and 20 play to me in the picks because, you know, I, every Fezzik said, oh, Houston's not going to try. Love you, Smith's not going to try. Yes, he is going to try. And fourth and 20, Davis Mills <laughs> comes out of nowhere to win it. And I win the pick contest by a half because of DeMar Hamlin because he got injured and Gilly didn't get that game to pick. And then Gilly with a comeback pick of the year as he's picking winners this year. Thank you. Forever an asterisk. Forever an asterisk because I had a play in the Bengals-Bills game. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare we usually ask the uh the final two questions we always ask but the we usually ask here what's the big favorite that you believe is the most likely to lose outright we only have two choices here that are above a five-point favorite. That's it. So I'm just going to ask you these two. Bengals are going to lose. Are the, Cow- are the, Ca- are the Cowboys going to lose to the Commanders as a 13-and-a-half-point road favorite? Or no. are the Bengals going to lose at home to the Brownies as a seven-point home favorite? Top. Jeff Driscoll, baby. Jeff Driscoll. I like that pick, too. I think the Browns are going to cover that. You think they're going to lose? You think the Bengals are going to lose outright? Yeah, I, I could easily see. Jeff Driscoll is not. I've seen him play before. He's not that bad. Okay. Does anybody disagree that it's the Bengals over the Cowboys in this or no? 
No, that's a preseason game. Anything can happen. Okay. Yeah, that question kind of falls by the wayside this week. Here is the question, the second question, though. 16 NFL games, two on Saturday, the rest on Sunday. The nightcap being the, uh, the Bills and the Dolphins. You have to pick a side in every one of these games, Brad, but you get one pass. One game you want no part of on the side. What game is that? It's easy for me. I, I don't know how anyone can't say Chargers Chiefs. I I, I I couldn't bet that game with with the, anyone's. I, I, That's a pretty good look, one. Chiefs yeah. are going to be setting everyone. The Chargers stink as it is. I don't even know how you make a nut. Yo, what did you guess for guessing the lines? I'd be curious. You're great at that. I didn't hear. I, do you remember what you guessed? I will tell you what I guessed because I don't remember. Let me see what I guessed. I had to pick them. I, I completely punted on it. Okay, right. Okay, yeah. you didn't know who's going to win. Yeah. Maybe, maybe for you, you would take the, the Chiefs then. I don't know even how to get handicap that game in a million years. When I looked at these games, I'm like, that's the game. If I bet, if I gave out that game, I must not like someone. <laughs> and I'm trying to just get them to lose money because I, I, I couldn't even guess who's going to win that game. If the Chiefs win their divisional playoff game, remember they're the third seed in the AFC no matter what happens here. Then we will finally get to see Patrick Mahomes on the road in the postseason in the divisional round. So the wild oh. wild card round, they get a uh, home game. Then we would see him for the first time. Eight straight AFC West titles for the Chiefs, despite all of that. Um, Todd, what game you want no part of? Well, I do want part of the Stephen F. Austin game because it's a Tim Donahue special, baby. Tim Donahue <laughs> refing today's game and calling every single foul. They're both in the bonus with 10.30 to go at the half. You got to love calling. it. Go, Tim Donahue. Um, I, I agree with Brad on the uh, what game I don't want to play in the NFL. I think, I think Brad, I, that might be mine. Will, what's yours? That was going to be mine. I always like to be a little bit different so we don't have the same one. How about Bill's Dolphins? I know we say, hey, it's an overreaction. This shouldn't be the line. I, you're right. But when you look at this Dolphins injury report, my goodness, Waddle and all the guys on defense, the offensive line, two is banged up. Hill has not been explosive. He's been in and out of practice. I don't want to lay three on the road here with the Bills. I'm curious if we get a three and a half. But, man, this this Miami team with all these injuries is scary to back. So I'll throw that one in there. It's a tie for me. I know you're not supposed to do this. But for week 18, I'm going to do it. Chiefs, Chargers. Rams Niners. That's a I good mean, one too. About that. What the hell? Wentz, right. Wentz versus Darnold. Just get Puka the ball four times for thirty yards. I think we can all agree on that. Just get it to him. That game. That game shows you how ridiculous the NFL draft is because it's not that long ago. Not only were Wentz and Sam Darnold high picks, number oh. two and number five, but teams were trading up, giving you all their assets to go and pick those guys that high. And here we are, and they're afterthoughts in this, you know, wash-up game. Not only that, Washington traded the house for Wentz even when we knew he sucked. Like, I mean, it's just yeah. like, and then that lingers for a while. The the Carson Wentz's career is one of the more remarkable things ever. Like, there's a moment here where he's like, you're the NFL MVP. And then... In year two. Year two. I mean, but all these guys with injuries. RG3, people forget how great he was his rookie year. Then, injuries. Yeah. Yep. Gentlemen, thank you. Good luck. Week 18 for uh, Todd Wishnev. Uh, again, at T. Wishnev. Todd, do you want to pump, pump your college hoops thing? You want to pump that at all? At T. Wishnev, um, I have not gotten around to adding new people to the WhatsApp group, but as soon as I do, now that I'm back in the Berg, I'll have a little more time to get people added on to that thing because uh, people have been liking it. 
The best thing about hanging out with Todd for two weeks is I got the full Wishnev experience. He was crushing college basketball, and then college football just absolutely <laughs> sodomized him. And and, he, sodomized. and when it wasn't, he was turning winners into losers with overbetting, which I thought was spectacular as well. But he made great bets, and they still didn't but get it. But you even said you even said you liked my hedging. Yes, like, I, I did. Mean, for instance, I did. I'm on Michigan with you, like I liked Michigan, and then the Alabama totally took control of the yeah. game, so I went with Alabama. 100%. And it was the right play. And you were. You, you did. You make the right plays, but Hashem doesn't like you, Todd. He does not like you. <laughs> Hashem hates me. Hashem, Hashem was hates not the taking singing. the college bowl season off. Hashem was in full flux for college football, no doubt. Will, promote your stuff. What you got? Uh Bear Bets podcast, and then my new podcast, Should Have Bet More, so check that out. Aaron Schatz should be posting tomorrow. Had Gil on, had the Bear on, so appreciate you guys checking that out. Should Have Bet More. And Brad Feinberg from NBC Sports Philly at Brad's Best Bets on Twitter. Thank you for doing this, man. Where uh, can people find you, on your Twitter or elsewhere? Yeah, on my Twitter, Brad's Best Bets, uh, and I encourage that. Again, I do uh, a uh, podcast on the live betting show. I do halftime. Uh, analysis for live bets uh, at halftimes on like Sunday and Monday night football games. But uh, again, Gil, really can't thank you enough. And I, I really mean heartfelt. Love your show. You're one of the classiest, best guys in the business. In addition to Wait, being Brad, is he the do. kind of guy, would you say that he's like makes the industry look good? Because I, I'm i not sure you're getting that across, really. <laughs> you know, well, because, because you know what, Todd? No, I'm being honest. Because there's so many people Brad, out I'm there just that busting I, I your think balls. are scummy your balls, that are not buddy. good. Yeah, we yeah, all know. We, it's, it's I'm nice with to you. Get I'm just people who are hardworking, good, honest people who are smart and intelligent and who, who do this for a living. And I always uh, like telling people that because I, I wish there was more of them in the world. I really do. Thank you, Brad. That's very it's kind awesome. of you. It means the world to me, despite these two uh, Schmendricks over here <laughs> trying to stop you in the middle. I appreciate that very much. Um, we heard enough, Brad. I mean, we can't hear anymore. But <laughs> oh, Gilly, he's such a great guy in an industry full of charlatans. I didn't even. This Gil. Alexander. People it's should know. True, I, though, but it's Todd. It's true. It's true. I didn't even know. True. I didn't even know Brad. It was Todd who suggested you come on the podcast too. So, Todd, I yeah, thank well, you for. By the way, get Todd with his college. By the way, if you saw Gilly at the Bacchanal, it it is with the way Todd does it. He is, in my opinion, less likely to have those things because he's going mathematical things where he probably it's like having coin flips. Fifty-five percent coin flips go against you time after time after time. Probably doesn't happen as much to him as to other people who are maybe you know, doing props or doing games because he always has a mathematical edge. I always say, it show your it, work. It happens God can though, show Brad. His work it, on every bet. Yeah, but it does. It does happen. Don't get don't get me wrong. It happens. <laughs> it's a it's but about anyway. as solid a thing in sports betting as you can have. I really believe yeah, that. No, I, I 100. Yeah, gentlemen, thank what you. What I was going to say is. Gilly, if you saw Gilly at the Bacchanal Buffet, you wouldn't think he had too much integrity, I'll tell you that. <laughs> oh, well, I'll tell you what. If there's a buffet contest, I'll, I'll lay myself minus 850 against you guys combined. Oh, man. I don't even know what that means. I'm just saying Gilly was going strong <laughs> to the basket. That's all I'll say. No one's ever as strong as Todd at a buffet, trust me. Good luck That's with all true. your bets. <laughs> Week 18 in the National Football League. Thanks for listening.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.